My name is Brian Flanagan. I'm a real estate agent in Dubai, and this is Dubai Real Estate Playbook. Welcome back to episode three of the Dubai Real Estate Playbook. In this week's episode, I'll be going through some five core fundamental ideas or concepts that you should be considering before making the move to pursue a career in real estate here in Dubai. This is for people who are maybe considering real estate as a career, or it could be people who have just joined, or people who have been in the industry for a few months now, or maybe even for a few years, and they're going through a tough period, and they have to question you know, the reasons as to why that they're doing what they're doing. I think these five ideas are something that should be thought about very carefully and maybe mapped out on some some paper. Number one, is real estate for you? This is a core idea or core question you should be asking yourself before you know making that move. This will delve deep into the idea that you know can you make the sacrifices that are necessary to be successful in this industry? Are you willing to make the move from your home country, leaving everything behind and deciding to pursue a career in real estate? And this falls back to the idea of why you're doing it. You know, you could be pursuing a career in real estate to unlock your future potential. You could do it because you want to work your way up within the industry, you know, become a manager, sales manager, a managing director, a CEO, an owner. You know, you could branch off to something completely different, or it could be that you are just trying to unlock your future, you know, create a huge amount of wealth and success, and then, you know, switch back into something that you would be interested. Whatever your reason is to be in real estate, you have to ask, is the industry for for me? And you have to be willing to make the sacrifices that are necessary. You have to be willing to dedicate most of your waking hours to this industry. You know, you have to be on call 24-7 because this is not a nine-to-five job. This is not something that you can clock in and clock out of and get paid a wage at the end of the day because that's just not the way it is. You know, you have to be comfortable with that. You have to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to be on zero wage and commission only each month. You have to be completely comfortable with that. Every month, you have to start from zero again. And to begin with, you're going to be a nobody. Nobody's going to know you. Nobody's going to trust you. You're going to have to put in the hours to get that sort of trust to build that success and build that proof that, you know, this is who you are. This is what you do. And the only way to do that is by making a huge amount of sacrifices in terms of any sort of social life, any sort of, you know, hobbies. Don't get me wrong, those things are important, but for your first few months, it definitely is important to put this as your number one priority. You have to be willing to, you know, change and ignore everything else in your life and just dedicate it to this. You have to be willing to wake up each morning um, somewhat excited and ready to go out the week, ready to go out the month. And it comes back to the idea that you have to be willing to put in the hours. 
and I mean put in the hours because you know the majority of people will be working half nine to half five if even like on a good day and that's 40 hours per week and don't get me wrong that can be a lot for some people but if you were able to put in you know 11 hours a day and even five hours at the weekend so if you were working 60 hours per week that would mean and I, it's because i've worked this out recently i've just done the math of it that if I work 60 hours per week and somebody else who's sitting beside me does 40 hours per week, each week I work two and a half more days. Each month I work 10 more days. Like being able to work 10 more days than somebody else per month is huge. And you know, that's the reason that you'll be successful. You know, if, you, if I've got 10 more days than somebody else to close and to, you know, do my viewings, do my calls, then it's impossible not to be as in it's a clear numbers game and i worked that out and you know 10 days per month extra would be 120 days per year like that's four months like four months extra you could be working than somebody else sitting beside you whilst they're doing working for 12 months you have worked for 16 months like it's just clear numbers and you have to take that and use that to your advantage. And you have to understand if you can learn the rules, learn the fundamentals of what it becomes or what it takes to become a real estate agent. You know, get the get to grips with the core ideas early. Double down on them. And then once you've learned the core fundamentals, then decide or learn how to break those rules, how to step outside the box, how to think differently and how you can incorporate your own personality into the way that you sell. Number two, what company will you choose? This is an extremely important question because this will determine your future in real estate. And this is extremely important for people who are deciding to come over. You know, you could be going through the interview process. You could be making your applications on Indeed. And you'll have a number of interviews, as in there's hundreds, if not thousands of real estate companies here, and they will take anybody, almost anybody in because there's no barrier to entry. There is no salary that you're getting paid. So a lot of companies will be okay with just taking in a load of recruits and seeing which ones sink, seeing which ones swim. Because at the end of the day, it's not really being paid much out of their pocket. So you have to understand that when you're going into the interview process. You have to ask the interviewer a lot of questions about the company, their values, you know, where they're going as a company, where do they see themselves in five years time, you know, what their turnover rate is like, you know, and if you could get a a conversation in with the managing director or the sales manager or the leasing manager, then that would be extremely important because you have to understand the type of person that you will be sitting beside working under for the next few years. You have to understand that this person I'm going to be spending a lot of my time with. And it's really important to choose a company that has a good reputation that's valued in the market and is that is working in the area 
are close to the area that you will decide to work in. You know, my idea behind it is try and choose a small company where you can work closely with the sales manager, the leasing manager, or the managing director, so they can become your mentor. That you can learn a lot of ideas from them, and you know that will ultimately create a lot of success and value in your job. Because if you join a massive company like those massive names out there, very quickly you can be just a small fish in a huge pond. And it will be hard to get that face-to-face -face time with the managing director or the sales manager or whatever. Um, so it's really important in that regard. Number three, where will you specialize? This is extremely important. You have to decide what area of Dubai you will be selling or renting in. And this comes back to the idea of where you would be suited to and the type of person that you will be selling to. Because within each community, there is a, di a different cohort of people that you will be working with. You know, you have to find out what kind of person buys or rents in the Palm Jumeirah, what kind of person buys or rents in Dubai Marina, what kind of person would be your clients in downtown and what kind of person in the further out areas of JVC. You know, if it's a more, if you're a, a more family orientated person that you find it easy to connect with people who have kids, then maybe Arabian ranches could be for you. You know, if you would like to deal with um, people who have a lot of wealth, maybe a big budget, people who are society's definition of successful, you know, maybe Pam, the Pam Jumeirah could be for you. You have to ask yourself these questions, understand who you will be selling to and how you can leverage that into your favor. Because if you find it really easy to build rapport with family people, if you are a family man, then by all means go to one of those areas because you can build that sort of rapport. You can find some common ground with the people that you will be selling or renting to. And ultimately, that'll be really important because you will be able to sell with that kind of more conviction. Number four, what are your motivations? So you need to define exactly what your motivations are for pursuing a career in real estate. It might be, it might not be the job itself, but it might be what the job will unlock for you. This is an extremely important question to ask yourself. And it's something that I'm really only kind of recently understanding you know a lot of people can be motivated subconsciously you really have to define them and you, you'll be able to leverage those into your favor you know even this week i was having a conversation with um some coaches of mine and we were just defining what my motivations would be and for me it's something that you're running away from and something that you're running towards and they told me this story you know, are the study actually of a rat and some cheese. So the idea behind this, and it's become very popularized lately. Um, I think Jordan Peterson actually spoke about this recently, but it's the idea that there is a study of rats in a box and there is a spring attached to the rat's tail. And they waft the smell of cheese into the box and measure how hard the rat will pull. And then they take down their measurements, whatever, and then they start to waft the smell of a cat alongside the, the smell of the cheese. 
into the box and they measured how hard the rat pulled. And they found that the rat pulled significantly harder when the smell of the cat was there. And, you know, you think to yourself, well, of course, like uh, obviously because the rat was running away from, would want to run away from the cat because the cat's going to, is going to eat it. But where that can be taken into your own life is you have to define the thing that you're running away from. What is that thing that drives you? Because, you know, something that you're running away from can be such a, such a, bigger driving force than something that you're running towards you know what is that thing that scares you what is that thing that if everything went wrong in your life that this is what your life would look like you know for me this is being in a job that I hate being controlled by my boss having no flexibility to do what I want and whilst I am sac sacrificing, you know, the flexibility to do what I want now, I believe this job will be able to unlock that in the future. You know, and that's different for everybody else. You just have to define what it is that is that thing that you are afraid of. You know, if you did not succeed, if you failed, what would that look like? You know, if you gave in to all your desires, all your impulses, who would you become? And what that kind of person would be. And then you have to define what you're aiming towards. Now, for some people, this can be, you know, a car, a house, a career, a business. It can be whatever. Or it could be the kind of person that you want to be, be to become. So it could be that 80-year-old self. If you kept doing the things you were doing, what kind of person would that be? You know, it could be your 50-year-old self. If I kept doing the things that I'm doing, what would I look like when I'm 50? What would my life look like? And that can be the thing that you're running towards. That's an extremely important thing to do or an exercise to do for yourself, even writing that out and reflecting back on that time every time that you doubt yourself, every time that you're you know, thinking of quitting. Because after going through that full conversation with my coaches, which it was for a fitness goal, you know, yesterday morning, I reminded myself of those things. I was on the treadmill and I was considering giving up, but I reminded myself what I was running away from. And pretty quickly, you understand how powerful that can be. Because I told myself that if I did quit, I would become the person who I didn't want to become. I would be unlocking those deepest innate fears of the person who I don't want to become, the thing that I'm running away from. And by quitting, that would mean that I'm becoming like that person, that that person has taken over me, that I've lost control to that deepest part of me, that deepest shadow, the thing that I'm afraid of the most, the thing that I'm afraid of becoming. And that ultimately, one, it took control over me. And I found myself laughing after that, just after that kind of experience, laughing at how powerful it was like how powerful it was the fear of that thing that was making me run on the treadmill longer than i expected it was so much more powerful than anything that i'd ever used to run towards and that's 
that's what I mean. I think that needs to be incorporated more into your motivations, defining those motivations before you come over or defining those motivations at the beginning, or maybe you've lost track of your motivations is redefining those things, understanding what it is you're running away from, what it is you're running towards, um, and have the discipline to keep going. Number five, how do you prepare? This is basically going to be your plan of action before you move over, before you pursue a career in real estate. Or if you're just new, this is something that you need to do. You know, you need to set up a clear structure, a clear routine of what your day will look like, of what your week will look like, what you want to accomplish this week and what you want to accomplish this month. And you need to structure your life for that. You know, you need to build those good habits. You need to stack them one by one. But for people who are just moving over here, you can't go from a hundred to from zero to a hundred that quickly. You have to train yourself to be able to hit the ground running when you come over here. I know for me, being in a sales job a few months prior was so, so important because I was able to dedicate a lot of time in work to a role that was similar, understand exactly what I need to do. And I practiced, you know, the art of selling. You know, I wasn't able to go from working 20 hours per week in a part-time job to working 60 to 70 hours straight away. That's just not possible. You know, the second you do that, you will just burn out within a few weeks. You know, I wasn't able to go from never working out to working out three to four times per week. I was not able to go from never meditating to meditating every single day. I was not able to go from never journaling to journaling every day for six months and do those all at the same time. So whilst we live in an, a society where everybody wants everything really quickly, you have to learn to be disciplined and habit stack. You know, don't look at the videos on social media of the, this is your morning routine and then just start that the day later. Like don't wake up at 4 a.m. on your first morning and think that you can do that for a long period of time. You have to build yourself up. You have to train it like a muscle, like every other muscle that you would train. You can't go in too deep too quickly um, because straight away that will just become unsustainable and you won't stick to it. So it's having the discipline to train, to have a structure, to structure your life slowly and progressively into the life that you want. I know for me, Anyways, it's been able to plan my day. It's been able to have complete control over what my day would look like, have a clear structure, have a clear timetable of what it's going to look like and what the week is going to look like. And that's extremely, extremely important because if you don't have that structure, then your life is going to be in absolute chaos. I don't understand people who are able to drink and go on nights out midweek and think that that won't affect their job, you know, on a daily basis. Now, don't get me wrong, maybe once every two weeks, maybe once every three weeks, maybe once every four weeks, that can be okay just to blow off a bit of steam. But it's just having that structure, having that plan and being fully, fully prepared to hit the ground running. Because if you just come in unprepared, if you come in unstructured, then you're already at a disadvantage. But if you want to get that head start, 
that head start that you need, then this is exactly what you need to do. So yeah, I think those are the five core fundamental ideas that you need to consider before moving over. Break those down, write them out, and kind of prepare your plan of action of how you will address each. And these are really important, even to come back to at different parts of the year, you know, once a month, see how they've changed, see how you can course correct. And this fundamentally will be the defining factor of if you're going to be successful or not. I genuinely think that's the case. But again, that's just my opinion. So yeah, that is episode three of the Dubai Real Estate Playbook. Look, I want to say a special thanks to anybody who is listening, anybody who's clicking that play button. I hope somebody will find this of value and I'm really excited for us to come. So yeah, my name is Brian Flanagan and this has been the Dubai Real Estate Playbook.